Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Champions of Chaos Reloaded is officially out. Streaming everywhere. Vinyl shirts, posters are available. Head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel and pick it up while supplies last. This week, I've been talking about this forever. This weekend in Philly at the First Unitarian Church from Within Record Showcase. Sad to say, Eco Strike, the final show. Payback, it is what it is. Record release, which has been a long time coming. I'm super excited. I love Payback. I have this test press back here, which I'm so proud of. I will represent the Payback Mafia till the day I die. Magnitude, Shackled, Simulacra, Worn, Burning Strong, Seat of Pain, Almighty Watching, Beskar, and Off the Tracks. It's going to be crazy. I'm super excited. First time going to a show in Philly. I'm excited to see a lot of friends, a lot of familiar faces. Uh, make sure to stop by the Beskar table to pick up a collab shirt, which I'm so excited to uh, do with them it's it's an amazing mandalorian design it was put together by our good friend chris wilson plays in ikulu cash only records shout out combust Uh, it's it's, going to be a good time and i'm super excited and i hope to see all of you there if you're not following from within records on social media please boot up your twitter your instagram click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news and like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your podcast, your record label, your business, whatever, hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. You can email them at contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. Amazing prints out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. They printed our best car collab shirts. So I'm very happy to be working with them again. So support them. And on today's episode, we had to track down one of my good friends, Ben plays in a band called take it to heart who I ride for. Um, I booked a show They're on it. Shout out a uh, last straw. It's going down Monday, April 25th at program. I hope all of you can make it out to that show. Just make sure you go see Anxious the night before at Chain. They're on tour with Boston Manor, Trash Boat, Higher Power. So support that tour. Go see it uh, wherever it lands near you. But for me locally, it's down the street at Chain. And then the next night, Monday at Program, Last Raw, Connecticut Straight Edge, Take It to Heart, Firestarter, Major Pain. Please come out, support, have a good time. It's going to be awesome. But I love Take It to Heart. I want to do everything I can to let everybody know about how awesome that band is. So I reached out to Ben to come on and talk about the band, uh, what they have going on. There's new music on the way. There's a pretty cool rollout that's going to be happening soon. Uh, little mention of uh, you know some shows going on. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a good time. I, I have high hopes for that band and... I'm sure a lot of people know about that band by now, but if you're not familiar, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, YouTube, go stream The Brighter Side, and then come back, listen to me, sit down and talk to Ben for a great amount of time. It was awesome. It was very fun for me because I, I we hang out every now and then, 
But to be able to sit down and have a personal conversation at length, it was a great time for me. It makes me appreciate him more as a human being. He has a great perspective. So strap in, enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Ben Hughes to the show. podcast ben how's it going uh it's going great how how are you jamie i'm doing good i'm always excited to be able to have a member of uh take it to heart on the podcast you know i'm a huge supporter of the band so i'm stoked to finally have you on the podcast dude thank you so much yeah it's an honor to be here um you're great i love your podcast i i'm i'm super stoked to, to be here right now Thank you. I'm, I'm always humbled whenever people told me that they listen to the podcast. So it's greatly appreciated. But for for, for me, I remember meeting you uh, at some show. It, it was I swear it was a, a show at Rift Mountain. And then we all met up. A bunch of people went to Raising Cane's afterwards. And I remember meeting you and Jay on the same night. I was like, oh, who are these like, uh, you know, uh, two people who I've never seen before. And I remember uh, I was like, OK, cool. There's some newer kids coming around that I never met before. And then obviously always hearing through the word work that you're not originally from California and I've never got that, you know, that clear story. So I'm just curious if you can break down uh, about uh, where you grew up and how you ended up in California. Okay, sure. So, um, I was actually born in Philadelphia. Um, I'm sorry, just outside Philadelphia in, um, Chester County, Pennsylvania in a town called Phoenixville. Um, my parents were living around there at the time. And then soon after we moved to Southern California, actually. Um, and I, until I, was, uh, until I was about seven, we were living in Duarte, uh, which is not too far from here. It's the next town over. Um, and then we lived in Denver for about 10 years. Um, and that's where I went to school high school i graduated and we moved back here to um la county and now i live in monrovia in the foothills san gabriel valley okay that's interesting see i didn't know that you had a little stint in california before the one that you're in right now so that's uh, I did, yeah, yeah that, that, that's pretty interesting to hear and uh in your time in denver i'm um, obviously you know growing up formative years of your life uh, were you bummed to leave or were you happy to, to get out of there? Cause uh, I spent only like a week of my life in Denver and I um, enjoyed it, but maybe like I was on like vacation mode, but I'm just curious for you, yeah. uh, you know, having to leave at such a, you know, a you know, pivotal point in your life. Cause I'm, I'm sure you had, you know, strong friendships uh, that you probably didn't want to let go of, but uh, you know, what was it like for you? Um, yeah. I mean, at the time I was, I was really bummed. Um, I was really broken up about it. I, I actually left the, like the hour after I graduated, like I graduated, we left the stadium and then I packed up my shit and left. Um, 
so I didn't get to go to any grad parties or anything. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I was on my way to um, Los Angeles. I was on the road. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely, you know, kept up with uh, people through, you know, the internet and all that. But um, it sucked having to leave. I, I definitely, you know, there, there's some friendships I, I still have over there. Um, but, uh, you know, some, some of them have fizzled out and others have kept, but, uh, you know, either way, life moves on. And was it important for you to stay for your graduation ceremony? Uh, cause to, to have to jet out right after, I, I feel like that's, uh, you kind of, uh, just, I, I felt like the, the graduation probably would be like an annoyance, right? Something in the way. Cause someone like me, when I graduated, I only did it because my parents wanted to see me, you know, walk across that stage. I, I honestly couldn't care less. It was very like, you know, it was like inconvenient to me because at, at that point, like there was a show I was going to the, the next day, this band, uh, bound in blood was, uh, you know, coming back oh, right on. and I was like, that's all I, that's all I care about. I don't want to do anything else. Uh, you know, all this, uh, grad night BS. I'm like, I don't care about that. All I care about is uh, hardcore. Uh, but my mom really wanted to see that happen uh, so that's why i did it if i had a choice if, if my mom you know had to work or if she didn't care like me i wouldn't have gone i would have just went home that's wild yeah i mean i there, there definitely was that aspect of uh of my parents wanting to see that mm-hmm. i mean i wanted to do it too i mean it's you're in high school and they, they talk it up and you know i did it got all the pictures it was it was cool i mean i I was actually i was a pretty good student in high school Mm -hmm. so i i guess like you know i i i had like the little the little um honors like uh, sash kind of thing thing. yeah Yeah. the sash around Mm -hmm. my neck yeah like yeah so i i guess it was good for me to do it but i mean looking back you know I, I don't think there was as much for me to be bummed out as I thought there was at the time. Like I was, I was like, oh, grad parties. I'm, I'm missing everything. You know, my friends are having all this fun. I'm like alone in, the, in a uh, relatively like new state. Like I haven't been here for 10 years, but you know, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, th- this, th- this was a better move, mm-hmm. you know, to be here was there ever a thought of okay my parents are moving like i could try to make it work and stay because i'm assuming you know, graduating high school you had to be like 17 18 um i didn't really have that option mm-hmm. um i my parents actually um they moved like right before it was Right after my senior year started, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I actually lived with a friend's family um, for most of my senior year of high school. And um, and my dad, um, my dad was living here in SoCal. Um, he moved for work. And then my mom was staying with her parents in Pennsylvania. Um, and then I was in the middle of the country in uh, Colorado finishing up school and um so i i guess to answer your question no i i didn't really have like the resources to like stay there mm-hmm. um the plan was always for me to you know once i graduate i go back um 
to live with my dad. So, okay. yeah, that's how it happened. And they, they flew out. They saw me graduate. Mm-hmm. And I, we drove to, to L.A. immediately after. That's a long drive. Was that, that's like a, like, you know, what, like 13, 14 hour drive? Yeah. Yeah. I think we did it over two days. Okay. Oh, cool. So you, you took yeah. your time. So you weren't like rushing just to get back home. Yeah. And yeah, w- while you're living in Denver, uh, were you listening to hardcore or was that something you found out about once you got back to California? Uh, yeah, I, I got into hardcore. Yeah. When I was in high school out there, um, let's see, I was, there's this little Denver, um, I'm sorry, this little venue in Denver called Seventh Circle. Um, it's on Seventh Avenue and I can't remember the, uh, the other street on the corner, but anyways, that's not important. Uh, anyway, so, so I spent a lot of time at this little venue. It's like a little DIY spot. Um, it's been around, I don't know, since like the late two thousands, the owner, Aaron is uh, wonderful. He's one of my favorite people. And, um, I made friends with kind of like the punk kids in high school. Those are the people I started hanging out with towards like, you know, my sophomore year, um, like all 10 of us. <laughs> and so we would all go to, um, seven circle on the weekends and catch whatever, whatever show there was, it was, it was a lot of ska punk at the time, but I remember I was, I was listening to that. Um, so a lot of that stuff. I I remember really falling in love with um, Milo Goes to College by The Descendants. Mm-hmm. That was like the first big, like proper hardcore punk record for me. It's a great band. Or maybe maybe after that, or maybe maybe you could say like uh, Start Today uh, by Real Biscuits too. Those two those two were big for me. And at the time with your, you know, hanging out with the, the more uh, punk crowd and, you know, going to these, uh, you know, ska punk shows, uh, do you remember your first like proper hardcore show? First proper, proper hardcore show. Um, I think it was when I saw DRI in, I mean, I, I guess you could consider that a hardcore show. They're kind of like OG. I mean, they're like more crossover, but I saw them in uh, my sophomore year of high school at the Bluebird Theater in mm-hmm. Denver. Um, I mean, there was a bunch of like local little local shows at um, at like Mutiny and, and Seventh Circle and um, a bunch of other DIY spots, and there would be a lot of mixed bill stuff. So like you'd have hardcore bands with the ska bands and with the thrash metal bands and all that. Um, I remember, uh, actually in, in 2017, um, I guess my, my first like big ticket, uh, like modern hardcore kind of show was, uh, uh, when Knox Loose came through with every time I die and, um, harm's way and eternal sleep. That was a good one. Damn. It's a crazy lineup. Sometimes I, I forget how long Knox Loose has been around. 
because they've been at it for a really long time. You know, because I, I know obviously a lot of people have been finding out or finding out about them as they've you know been getting bigger, doing these bigger tours, getting uh, more exposure. But they've been grinding and doing it for a really long time. They have, yeah, since like 2014. Um, I remember, I remember in high school, I I would go on Bandcamp and and find their stuff and. Um, yeah, and I remember finding like the pop culture EP, mm-hmm. or like the the damaged goods split, which is like ancient. It's almost like ten years old now, um, and I thought it was like the most insane shit <laughs> at the time. Yeah, I, I really love the the cover art for uh, Laugh Tracks, um, and I got a I have it that shirt somewhere, uh, but it's like buried in like a closet somewhere yeah it's it's definitely like a memorable cover um with like the three sections and you have Mm. a cross section of this guy's face and it's all like it's like kind of in a specific art style it's like kind of a like a comic book yeah it's cool it's it's a little bit non-traditional for like that style of hardcore yeah, it seems like uh, way different than anything they would probably do these days. Yeah, definitely. Um, when they released a uh, different shade of blue, that's definitely more of like traditional looking metalcore mm-hmm. or metallic hardcore artwork. And even with the, the, the newer album, I, I forget what it's called, uh, with like the red cover. Um, yeah. But. I'm gonna look- I'm gonna look that up real fast. I, I forget what that looks like. Yeah. Oh, um, a tear in the fabric of life, or a tear. I said tear, tear. Yeah. Um, but it's a tear in the fabric of life. Now, which? You know, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yeah. Very dark. Very dark. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's because I, I'm a fan of comic books, and maybe that's why that that laugh tracks art stuck out to me so much but i'm yeah i just like ordered it online i was like i need to have that shirt before it like just disappears because sometimes like when i'm a fan yeah. of a band's uh cover art for an album i'm like okay i really need to track down or hope that they make a shirt with just the cover art because i'm like a big fan of uh, t-shirts like that okay right on so you like uh like cover art shirts like it's just the the, the album cover on shirt mm-hmm. gotcha yeah just a nice little representation uh so yeah you moved to california uh were you or was it a like a thing where you wanted to to start a band or did that this whole thing just kind of find you through meeting new friends from living down here uh yeah the latter i i basically i started going to program um i i got down here and um i think the first show i went to was actually sounded fury uh 2017 mm-hmm. um, i remember i i had bought tickets for it earlier in the year and then i just i just kind of went solo i didn't know anyone but i liked the lineup mm-hmm. um there were bands playing that i i liked i i was really stoked on incendiary at the time and they were playing um and I just started. I just started going to shows down here. I went to program a lot. Um, and by the end of 2017, I met Jay at at program. 
And um, we kind of both expressed interest in, in starting a band down here. And uh, we did end up jamming and we were kind of messing around with some like, almost like a foundation metallic style. Um, and that was for a couple of years and it didn't really pan out. And then um, we had some members switch out and then eventually take it to heart. It was kind of born uh, a couple of years later. So, and so y you meet Jay and, and like, in what order um, do you meet the other members? Did you meet uh, Pat or Eric next? I think I met Eric next. Um, Eric. Eric knew some mutual friends. It's like we. I'm, try, I'm trying to remember at this point. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Eric. It, it was just like like there was mutual friends and he knew someone who I knew. And then we ended up being in the same place at the same time. Um, and then after that, it was Pat. And then I met Pat at an iridescent gig, which was their their project before Take It to Heart. I always forget about that, man. Tell people to bring them up. Yeah. <laughs> cool name, um, but yeah, the, uh, yeah. Very interesting band. Believe me, they want to forget about it too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone go, go on Bandcamp, Spotify, go stream Iridescent. Don't let uh, Pat and Eric forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, I, I, sw I saw them one time. I don't even know why I was there, if I'm being honest. It was that program. I'm like, why the hell am I here? Because obviously there was a band there that, that I wanted to see, but they played. And this was before I even as, uh, you know talked to them or even really knew who they yeah. were. But I was like, this, like yeah, it was just strange. Because like, I swear, I saw the band. Because like, it, it, it was like a genre, like like the type of show that it was. It wasn't like, you know, my place, right? It, right, just, uh, yeah. There was a band that I was just into that I wanted to see. So I went, saw the band, and went home. But yeah, just by chance, I saw their old band yeah um i think that was the same the same deal with me i can't remember if i saw them and then met them later or i think i met them and then maybe went and saw the band as well i think i think I, I think that's what it was i met eric and then i was i pulled up to a show i mean i think they played with andy's room and ridgeway one or two times mm -hmm. they were kind of in more in that scene so um i mean i don't know if if you if you care about those bands um uh, the, they're not my favorite but just because they're like you know from around here i, I yeah I, I feel like i gotta pay attention to like you know ridgeway's going on that tour yeah uh with a uh, prize horse like like on like the east coast like uh, you know later this year so yeah you know i i, I try to uh you know pay attention just because it's not like all hardcore doesn't mean like you know i'm gonna ignore all of it you know yeah, definitely. I, I, that's, that's sick. I mean, I, I think people should definitely, uh, you know, check out more in their scene than just what's immediately available. hundred percent. Uh, and on, on, honestly, it's like, uh, thanks, thanks to the program too, because they do a really great job of posting a bunch of live clips from the bands that play, you know, in the shop. So there's bands that I see that I'll, I'll check out that I, I probably would have never even knew existed if it wasn't for them. So that's like a, a an interesting uh, resource that I never thought that um, I would have just by following the shop that does these awesome shows. So I, they do a good job of um, you know pr promoting bands probably when they don't even have to. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think programs really great for doing that. Funnily enough, that's actually how Take His Art got on Safe Inside Records. Um, I'm pretty sure Bert saw us playing at program. Well, someone posted a clip to a story. I think it was program. Mm -hmm. um, and then he saw that and then found the band on Instagram. It's like, yo, you guys are cool. You want to, you know, hop on the label? Um, I, I think that's how it went. I know that's also how I remember um, the dudes from Time and Pressure were, were telling me about that, mm -hmm. um, how they it was similar for them. I can't remember if, if, if that was independent or maybe they told Bert, um, but it was Drew. He was like, he was like, yo, this band is really cool. I want to play with them, which unfortunately didn't really uh, get to happen too much before they broke up rest in peace timing pressure <laughs> yeah one of the best bands from st louis uh yeah and i'm still bummed because they had a a run out in california planned i think it was like 2020 yeah it was, it was definitely 2020 because i remember their stuff got canceled like right as the uh, pandemic was ramping up and uh you know and i, I really like that band a lot the guys in the band are awesome and i was stoked because like we had plans to actually like hang out before the show it was going to be my uh, you know first time meeting them and seeing them live but yeah all that got canceled and obviously the the, the band uh you know decided to call it quits and they never made it out to california and that that yeah. will, will always be a bummer to me because I, I i just think about how much fun that show would have been time and pressure program yeah um i i totally agree um definitely one of those um uh, uh missed missed opportunities due to covid which we can all uh can all relate to so you, you mentioned the band uh, take it to heart uh you and jay had the the metallic thing going uh you know kind of fizzled out but at what point if you can remember uh was it when you guys kind of were like yo this actually might be something you know when did the songs like start coming together and uh, you know you guys kind of uh, like cultivate the sound that you have uh, so it was after um, Sound and Fury 2019. Okay. And so me, Eric, and Jay, um, we're all big fans of Have Heart. And we all saw Have Heart at, um, at Sound and Fury. And it was great. And we loved it. Um, and I think that I, I remember at least I, I could say for me, um, leading up to Sound and Fury, and like around that time, I was, I was, I guess I was getting back in that headspace of melodic hardcore. Um, Cause I was like, oh, I'm going to see Havar. And then I was kind of re listening to those bands. And I kind of, you know, realized I, I really love this style. Um, this might be fun to play. And it was kind of in the back of my head. Um, and I guess the other guys must have kind of felt the same way. Anyway, so we had practice with this other bands um, uh, here at my place. And um, our, our buddy Logan was on drums and, and he, he kind of had to bounce early. And um, I remember we were, we were kind of just standing there and, and 
Eric just busted out the the introduction to um, uh, Skyline, the last track on the um, the brighter side, and he just played that arpeggio, boom, down, down, down. And I was like, hey, wait, 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 like play, play that again. That was cool. And uh, we we basically wrote like half the song right there, and we're like, this kind of sounds like I don't know like melodic hardcore, like something you would hear out of like 2006, like kind of looked at each other, like, you guys want to do this or like, yeah, let's do it. So yeah, it it, it just kind of happens, you know, real organically. And it was just out of, out of the time, you know, out of our, what we were interested in. And I, I, I think the experience of seeing have heart was kind of, was really crucial to like catalyze the, the formation that's pretty interesting because i i, I kind of yeah. thought about that uh obviously to anyone who was aware or who went to any of the half heart shows um, when they did that run knew like how big of a deal it was because they had been gone for a decade and even before that decade uh, you know when they had that uh, you know hiatus or before they broke up they already had such a huge impact on, on the scene, right? They did a world tour, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. flawless discography, and they just were were amazing. So to to be gone for ten years and have a whole new generation of hardcore, uh, you know, come up and you know long to see this band and you know have uh, this new you know generation that they're influencing that they probably didn't even know about because they've been gone. They're doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to gauge that stuff, but for them to come back and to see that impact, you know, you know, sold out shows, uh, crazy shows, uh, you know, all across the world. I, I think it's awesome that, uh, they had the, this kind of impact to, you know, to like indirectly like inspire you guys. I'm sure they didn't come back to, all right, let's try to inspire people to start new bands. They were, you know, helping out other causes, but I, I think it's awesome to hear that just by you guys being there, it, it just kind of sparked this thing and, uh, created this awesome thing that i uh, you know really enjoy because uh, i remember hearing about your band and uh, you know you can only care so much when you hear about something through the woodwork it's, it's uh, you know a lot better if you're able to see it yeah. live or actually hear the music so i didn't know what to think i'm like, all right cool these uh kids are starting a band let's see where it goes and i didn't go to like the the, the first show I, I don't know if you're actually counting as your first show you guys did some like halloween thing or something or is in somebody's back was it, I, I, I for some reason i think it's a halloween thing but yeah. i remember you guys played somebody's backyard yeah and, um, yeah that's correct and i you know i was like okay that that's cool but i didn't know who whose thing it was or even where it was but i'm it wasn't until you guys played program for the first time that's when i was like all right like let me uh, uh come out early and uh, see what this is all about see if it has potential or if i should just kind of walk away and not really pay attention to it um, but it was a, it was an interesting night because because I remember it, that night, if I remember correctly, like you guys didn't have anything recorded out, but there was like a bunch of kids singing along and going off, and I'm like, this is their first show program. Kids are singing along, going off. The music's not even out yet. This might be something I definitely got to pay attention to it. Like, like I'm glad that I showed up that night and you know was able to catch that set and experience that. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy first show. I uh, I remember that totally blowing away my expectations. I I um I mean I was expecting like five or ten people to like you know nod their heads and you know kind of walk away when we're done. Um, 
but I we we did a little bit of hyping on social media. I think we posted some clips of what we were working on, and um, I think that was that was enough to like get people stoked. And I'm really grateful for that. I mean, just you know, pe- people enjoying the music. That's As a musician, I mean that's all you can really ask for, mm-hmm. and uh, just to, to 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 kick off the bands, the live experience of the band, and in, in that sort of way, like, I mean, there was like a solid fifty people in the program, yeah, and um, and like first show, like, holy shit! And if if you remember, yeah. w- super humbling. What was the the Halloween show like? Because I wish I could have been there to to witness it. But I, I I don't think I've ever asked anybody about like what the experience was like and how you guys even end up there. Oh yeah, so it was um, Eric was working. I think he was working at Portola at the time, and it was like one of his coworkers. Like he told one of his coworkers about the bands mm-hmm. and they're like, they offer that we could like play in the backyard. So they were doing some, some like Halloween get together and, um, and we're like, okay, screw it. Sure. Um, so we pull up and it's like this little house in Huntington beach. And, um, we come in through the back and um immediately i i know that this is going to be a weird experience because it's all like huntington beach kids mm-hmm. um like n- no one here knows what hardcore is um and i'm like oh shit okay this is going to be interesting so we set up the, I, I brought a PA, I set up the PA, I get a lot of work, you're ready. Um, the other guys show up and we actually had, had a, had a few friends show up. Um, Felix did and AJ, mm-hmm. AJ was wearing a hot dog suit. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you, you guys didn't dress up? Um, oh, well, well, yeah, we did, but okay. I, I was actually dressed as Ben 10. Um, okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I had the I had the the almond tricks and everything. AJ was wearing a hot dog suit. There's some footage somewhere of him uh, moshing in a hot dog suit, and that was that was sick. Um, yeah, we played the music, and you know, our our homies really really dug it. I think the other people were kind of like kind of whatever about it. Um, then after that. Uh, some guys came up to us and were like, "Hey, can we like uh, use your gear and uh, like jam around a little bit?" And we're like, uh, "Yeah, sure." I would have said and no. Played, That's crazy. And they played like twenty minutes of like really shitty punk, and um, that was really odd. And then at some point, um, I think it was Eric. He came up to me and he's like. Yo, these people have like a big ass uh, Trump flag in their garage. We let, let's get out of here. <laughs> and I, and we're like, that's so funny. Yeah, we're gonna bounce. I'm surprised. So Pat. we packed up our shit and left. Um, How did Pat get out of there? Okay, they got a big old Trump flag out there, Huntington <laughs> Beach. 
and, and for people who don't know, because like you say, like, you know, obviously Huntington Beach, there's like this uh, connotation um, and people kind of have like a general idea of what Huntington Beach is. But like for people like us who like live in Southern California, who uh, have experienced it, it's it, it can be pretty bad. Uh, yeah. If, if you're colored, don't go to Main Street. <laughs> just stay away. That people try to start fights and it's just pretty whack, if I'm being honest. I, I hate going down there and luckily there's nothing down there that I like. So I, I, it's rare if you see me out in Huntington beach. Yeah. Um, I mean the actual beach is nice and I mean, it's nice to, I mean, there's, there's, there's some, you know, food spots and coffee spots that I, I go to every now and again, but I mean, All right. the, uh, I would like to know, and then I'd have to have you accompany me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if i go to the beach i'm going to like uh you know the, the bougie spots i'm going down to laguna oh um, yeah for sure <laughs> yeah and i i rarely go to the beach as well i i try to go at least like once during the summer because it, it's so convenient because it's so close to uh, especially where, where i live I, I can literally take uh you know any street uh, to the beach it's super close um, right so i i try to at least do it once just do like a you know a couple hours down there hang out yeah it's it's fun. I mean, it, it, it gets old. Definitely going to the beach. Like it's, I guess it depends on the person. Um, for me and, and you could probably agree. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, it, the beach is the beach. You know, you go like a few times during the summer and, mm -hmm. the, but, but I gotta not. say the beaches out in Pensacola are way better than the beaches out here. Cause really? I, I, I went to Pensacola uh for for a, a show shout out burning strong and uh carter holmes he was like hey like we're gonna go to the beach before the show but i just want to give you a heads up like these are the best beaches in the world and i thought he was full of shit i'm like nah, whatever you live here you you gotta hype up your, your your spot right and i remember we pull up to the beach it's not crowded which is amazing because out here there's there's always tons of people at the beach which is like whatever it's, it's you know california's a popular place so i get it yeah. Uh, so we, we get to the beach and I notice the sand is actually white versus out here. Our sand's kind of brown, kind of dirty. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, all right. So th that's like a big uh, difference that I can tell right away. But as we're walking to the water, I'm hearing like the, the sand crunching. And I'm just like, this sand is really clean because back home there's always trash, you know, uh, seaweed washed up. And uh, yeah. it, it just, it's just not nice. But when I'm walking on, on like the sand of this Pensacola beach, I'm like, whoa, this is really insane because like you can't hear the sand like this back home. And then obviously it's, it's a different ocean. So we get into the water. It's warm. I can actually swim in it and not be freezing to death like out here. Uh, so mm -hmm. if anybody listening or even if you've been, if you get a chance, go to the beaches in Pensacola. They're amazing. Uh, I will have to and I, I might get a chance later this year. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that maybe. Uh, but, uh, so Eric, okay. <laughs> Eric stumbles a, a, upon this, uh, Trump flag and you guys uh, pack it up, uh, and, and walking away, were you guys like, you know, happy with the experience of, you know, playing for the first time live? Um, or did you guys, you know, kind of like figure out things you need to tighten up on? Like, what was it like after the fact? Um, I think, I think we, we were all kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, that, that was an experience. Um, definitely an odd way or like, like an odd performance to play. Um, mm. I think we're, 
we, we were at least proud that we were able to like, you know, be tight enough to, to play a show together. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. I mean, our homies enjoyed it. And, uh, I think at, at that point, like that, that was all that mattered. You know, we enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. Well, we, we enjoyed playing. I mean, mm-hmm. someone saw the Trump, like, it's like they opened up the garage for some reason. And we saw that and we're like, oh, this is it's like, this surprise, is let's, <laughs> let's get out of here. Yeah. So, um, that, that's wild. Um, and you get hit up by Bert from Saving Side. And, and at that point, were you guys even thinking about record labels or was this like a just nice surprise when that happened? Um, yeah, we were thinking about labels. We, we wanted to, um, to release it, to release the brighter side through, through someone. And, um, we actually, so we dropped it ourselves. And then after that, I, I shot it out to, um, a few different labels. I sent it to war records. I sent it to, um, young blood. I sent it to, I sent it to Rev. I sent it to just like, you know, whatever labels I, I think might be interested in. Um, mm-hmm. We heard back from a couple. Uh, Andrew Klein liked it. Uh, he said, he said, yo, this is really cool. Um, I can't put it out since you, are, since you guys already released it, but you know, I, I like it. I, I dig it. And if you guys want to do something in the future, hit me up. Um, but we didn't have anyone, you know, Like want to want to take us on board, um, like from the from the get go or anything, mm-hmm. um, except except Bert, and it kind of just came at the right time, um, you know, just by chance he like he he saw that video and he uh, messaged the page and it went from there, and you know he was like it's like hey you know you guys are like the sound I'm kind of looking for and you're a new bands. And we're like, yeah, we're a new band and, 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 and you're a label and let's do it. So yeah, it was just kind of right place, right time. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're a cool label. They've got some uh, you know awesome bands on there doing cool stuff. So I, uh, I'm, I'm so glad you guys were able to link it with somebody. I never knew how tricky that stuff can get until I started, uh, doing the podcast and I had some you know, people in bands ask if I could try to help, you know, send out their stuff to labels, which I don't want to do for everybody. Right. Um, obviously I'll, I'll do it for bands that I like bands that I believe in. Yeah. And I, I, I've done it. I had those conversations and it's pretty interesting. Uh, so I, I'm happy that you guys were able to, to, to land somewhere cool and I mean, you know, have support. Yeah, it's, it's definitely tricky. I mean, you know, half the time they won't even listen to your stuff. It seems like, mm-hmm. uh, like, like, like I, I, I sent out the brighter sides of, you know, maybe six, five, six, seven different labels. And mm-hmm. maybe three got back to me and it's like, okay, fair, but you know, maybe you can at least listen to it. <laughs> um, but you know what, whatever, water under the bridge yeah and who knows maybe they did they just forgot to get back or 
uh, you know, it, it, they didn't it, like it. I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's it's weird. P- people people will consume things on their own time because trust me, I, I'll I'll have a band on the podcast and uh, do my best to promote it, and then I'll uh, you know talk about it with friends or you know put it out there, and it seems like uh, you know sometimes people won't want to uh, push a band just because they, they're not you know popular. Um, in like the, the 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 general sense of the community, right? But then they'll go play a fest. They'll post somebody will post a crazy set online, and then now it's like, oh, okay, now it's okay that we um uh, that everybody knows that this band's good and cool. We can now uh, feel okay to post about them. But I'm just like, it's weird. I've been posting about that band forever, and it seems like everybody was like too shy to to, to post about it uh, because it wasn't cool yet. I'm just like that, that always blows my mind because it's the same music. They hadn't put out anything new from yeah. uh, you know f- from then to now. So it, it, it's always interesting, um, and, and also it, it's it's very surprising at how um, out of tune people are. When I'm just like, uh, you know, I thought people would already know about this band, and like, granted, like I try my best to to be on top of everything, listen to everything, um, but the, yeah. the the amount of times where I, I realize so like a lot of people are just out of tune, it's really really surprising for me. Uh, yeah, I, I I totally get what you're saying. Um, I think that there's a lot of people who just kind of only ever follow the trends and they, they only care about the stuff that's, you know, like the who's who, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If your band is popping, then, Oh, people listen to you. If you're not, but if you're not cool, you're not going to get the attention. Um, And that's a big part of why I do this is to, to try to help, uh, you know, break down those walls and help you know expose bands who I think people should be listening to, whether they're they're cool or not. I just hope that uh, you know people will at least give it a shot. So that's why that's a big part of why I, I do this podcast like every week and talk to these bands that I think deserve recognition if they don't already have it. Yeah, absolutely, and I I, I appreciate you for doing this. This is uh, this is super cool. Um, you're definitely someone who. I think genuinely uh, enjoys and you know believes in um, hardcore and in the community around it, and I, I I think that's special. I I I don't feel like there's too many people who are you know as kind of genuine and passionate about it as as you are. So thank you for that. Hmm. Yeah, no, this is this is the least I can do, right? Because I I can't play an instrument. I don't want to book any shows. I I booked one show, and I think that might be a one and done. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this is just my way, uh, you know. Because obviously, there's like a million other people doing awesome things, playing in bands, booking tours, booking shows, uh, having venues. So if if I can contribute this way, this is uh, you know something that I'm very happy to do. Hell yeah! So we're we're in it, we're in it together. I will I will write the wrist and you can uh, uh, make the podcasts. All right. Good deal. Uh, so y- you have been this record. And I don't, I, I don't want to say too much, but you guys have had this record for a bit. Um, how frustrating is it to not be able to release anything? Um, it's it's kind of torturous. Um, yeah, so we've had we've had our next DP um, finished and submitted since last summer, since last July. Mm-hmm. Like it's been, it's done. It's like ready, but um, 
the release has been pushed so far because of vinyl. Um, there's a lot of delays in the vinyl pressing industry, um, similar to a lot of other things going on with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been causing, you know, delays and shortages and this and that and the other thing. And um, vinyl is part of that. And so, you know, Bert, Bert was telling us last year, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm looking at like the estimated, you know, like, like the timing for this stuff. And like, we're probably not going to be able to, like, it's probably going to be at least a year um, after you submit before we can get this out. And so this was about a year ago. We're like, oh shit, like <laughs> we got to get this recorded. We got to get this mixed and mastered so we can get it in. And, um, and so we kind of pushed on it and, and regardless, I mean, the, the wait time kind of was still climbing. And so it's, it's not going to be out, um, till August and we're not even going to have physicals until towards November. And, but, um, and I, and obviously like, I've, I've talked to all, um, you guys about this behind the scenes, but, uh, obviously the pre-orders will go up in August. The record will the full record go up in August or um, will only like a couple singles go out? Uh, yeah. So our plan right now is, yeah, we're going to have um, the full record go up digitally in around the middle of August. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, that's, that's when pre-orders are going to go live for, um, for vinyl and probably some other items. Um, and then singles will come up beforehand. Um, june and july probably okay interesting yeah and i i get that it's like really tricky right because the the physicals come in uh in the fall and it's just like all right how do we roll this thing out we don't want to push it out too soon because you don't want to make people upset like hey i ordered this record it still hasn't came in yet. Like, what's the deal when you know, you could put a pre-order date and people will still be like, where's my record? I ordered it two weeks ago. It's like, dude, did you not read what was on the uh, you know page yeah. of the website where you, you know, spent your money? Because it, it goes over people's head all the time, which is really mind blowing to me. But um, I, it, it's tricky. And I wonder, um, you know, if there was a better way to, to, to roll it out, like, could you do like, you know, like here's phase one of the rollout, but it's going to be just, uh, you know, tapes and CDs or, or, or here's the digital first and then tapes and CDs for phase two. And then phase three, the final phase, the, the, the records out, but it's like, uh, it, it, it's a lot to ask, right. For your, uh, you know, people who listen to the band, who, who care about the band to, yeah. to, to be a part of that. Like, you know, someone like me, like I, I'd be down just cause I, I, I like the band a lot. But uh, it's just a, a weird thing, and also nobody's really done that. I, I, can't, I can't think of a band that has tried to take that approach to combat the the delays and the you know pressing plans. And, and it sucks too because when I look at you guys, I'm like, and, and I've known that you've had this record done for so long. It's just like, is this like stunting the creative process? Because uh, you know, a whole year, like we've already been on to the next EP, to the next split, to, to the you know f- to the full length, uh, you know. Uh, the amount of exposure you could have already had the the more tours i, I know one tour got canceled uh, not uh you know due to your guys as well as like you know the uh the omnicron and all that but it, it's just yeah. uh frustrating and uh, you know for me because i'm just like th- this is only like you know like 
there's a, only like a finite amount of time. The window's constantly closing, and it's just like if you guys had to wait this long. Hopefully, by the next time, uh, you know, if it's still bad, like I, like I feel like you guys got to implement a better strategy to try to, you know, just get it out and be able to to keep moving and do more. Because or, or unless you guys are happy with sitting around, I, I don't know if you guys are okay with it. But um, I, I'm just it's just frustrating, and not for you guys. Like, but I think about this all the time with the bands that I do like. Like this whole thing is, you know, vinyl is a big part of the. The, the music scene you want to be able to to uh, give back and you know, have something physical for people who want it and it's just uh you know super frustrating when i think about it in terms of the career of the band uh yeah i mean it's it's unfortunate for sure um i it's just the circumstances that, that we're given to be honest mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we're not really happy about it. We would want to record and get everything mixed and mastered and, and release it like soon after, but um, like as soon as possible. So yeah, like, like you were saying, we can keep moving, but um, you know, it just wasn't possible this time and we're not happy about it, but we got to work with what we've got. So um, I mean, at the same time, you know, we've, we've had discussions about it within the band. It's like, realistically, yeah, dealing with COVID and, and everything probably stunted the, the progress and, you know, we weren't able to play shows, um, weren't able to, you know, do, do like do the live experience, which is the most of it. Mm -hmm. you know being a band um but at the same time you know there's a lot of other people who weren't able to do that as well i mean really i think every band set back so um i think that you know we're all kind of in the same boat and uh or were i guess we're kind of coming out of it yeah, but, uh, but, it's it's way different now than it was a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and have, have, yeah, you guys, so, have you guys thought about CDs? Because I was at uh, I was at Disneyland the other day, and I I met up with uh, Justin, the the singer of Field of Flames, and he just mm -hmm. uh, you know got some copies of their new record, uh, which the vinyl's not going to be out for for a bit. Um, you can go pre order the vinyl right now. But he got uh, physical CDs, and uh, I, I got one, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is awesome because I can actually listen to the music now. The, it's not up on Spotify yet, but I was like, even though the the, the format of CDs kind of forgotten, not as popular, I think it still has uh, you know some value to it, even though uh, th the only place that I can listen to CDs is in my car because uh, uh, my car is from like 2016, so it was, uh, surprisingly, it still has a CD player, but my my uh, personal computer, my laptop, no disk drive. So I'm like, okay, at least I have my car. I spend a lot of time in my car. So um, that CD will get a lot of spins until the digital goes up, until th the vinyl's out. But uh, I, I hope more people will consider other formats. Uh, just, uh, you know, I'm, obviously they should always consider other formats, but just in these trying times, like if you want to get something out, CDs are still there. Obviously tapes are still very popular. Um, so, 
Yeah. Um, we are considering uh, CDs and tapes. We, mm-hmm. We've done, as you know, I mean, we, we did tapes for the brighter side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did two runs of them. Um, we're planning to do some for uh, the next EP coming out. Um, and yeah, CDs as well. I, and then you, you had mentioned earlier, like, like, Oh, like, like a hypothetical, like rollout phase. And it's funny. Cause that's actually what we're planning on doing. I, I think, um, we're going to have like a digital release and then probably a month or two after that, um, CDs and tapes. Um, and then after that vinyl, so okay well i and i had no prior knowledge to that that was just an idea that popped in my head yeah but you know great minds think alike i guess i was just about to say that so that is very true uh there was a broken vow uh take it to heart tour that's supposed to happen on on the east coast uh yes and obviously uh had to get uh you know uh, canceled rescheduled uh are there any plans uh, locked in can, can you speak about that um i can speak a little bit okay so yes uh we will be touring again um this summer and mm-hmm. we have expanded the scope it's going beyond the east coast so um we're real excited for it yeah we're, we're booking stuff right now i okay. think we're about we're making progress i think we're about halfway through you know the booking process mm-hmm. um and if i remember correctly uh you and evan were booking the whole thing last time is that the same deal for for this go around um well the, the first go around it was mostly evan and tommy mm-hmm. um i think i booked one show but that was because i i had a connection in, in richmond okay um this time around it's mostly been um yeah tommy and evan again and then eric and jay okay awesome um and um on that first run there are these uh you know blue hoodies right i i seen tommy posting pictures in the blue hoodies and i've been wanting one and normally i, I don't wear blue if you can look behind me and uh, you'd be hard pressed to find anything blue like you see this little uh-huh. sliver of blue that's like a work t-shirt but uh yeah. I, I really wanted one so I, I could, uh, you know, support that, that colorway. And uh, I've, I always ask whenever I, I see you guys in person, but here I am again asking, where are those hoodies and when will they be available? Uh, so the blue hoodies are there. There's they're on the East Coast They're I think they're sitting at Tommy's house. Um, you can buy one on our big cartel. Um, a few people already have. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're one of those people and listening to this i apologize the wait's been really long um it was because it was going to cost like it was going to cost me like 250 bucks to get the hoodies shipped back from the east coast to here mm-hmm. we were supposed to pick them up on the east coast and um and so basically i was like okay hey tommy can you like just deal with the hoodies for me. Um, I'll just send you, I'll just give you the stuff, um, or the, the list of, you know, the addresses and all that. And can you handle that for me? And he's like, yeah, 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 sure. But we didn't really get that in time before he went out with anxious 
mm-hmm. on there uh, for us so that kind of added in this uh delay so yeah you can get one and i think tommy like just got back home and so he's gonna be able to ship them out so okay so anxious tours over go bug tommy for your hoodie if you've ordered one already yeah. if not go to the big- uh, bug me well <laughs> bug me first because it's there it's it's they're taking the heart hoodies. Bug take the heart. Don't don't <laughs> no. don't make it Tommy's problem. Bug Tommy. Like like it is Tommy's problem, but it's not Tommy's problem. Everyone bug Tommy. <laughs> no, we 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 love Tommy. Um, yeah. he's, he's actually doing a huge favor uh, for me with that. Mm-hmm. No, Tommy's he's, awesome. He's yeah. I, I, I said it on the, the episode with Bertles. He's um, super talented, and I I, I yeah. love love him, and I love Broken Vow. Um, but okay. yeah. So, uh, I know you guys have one show planned, obviously, because I booked it. Uh, April 25th, Monday night program, Connecticut Straight Edge will be in the building last draw. Make sure you go to see Anxious at Chain Reaction the night before with Boston Manor, Trash Boat, Higher Power, and then the next day, Monday, program. You know, uh, you, you can mosh harder for Take It to Heart, Major Pain, Firestarter, and Last Draw. It's going to be a great night. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm stoked for it. Um, you know, I also felt kind of bad because I didn't even ask anybody. I didn't even ask you guys to <laughs> to to do the show because obviously there was some other stuff that I was working on that that fell through, um, and that opportunity presented itself. I, I you know was talking to Grady that night at the observatory, and uh, you know uh, presented the idea of doing a last raw show. I'm like, all right, cool. If, if we can do it, like these are the bands that I want, right? Because obviously, Major Pain, yeah. uh, a newer band from out here. Uh, I know Kenny, so I, I want to, uh, you know, help spread the word about them. And obviously, I, I love Firestarter. I, I think that band is uh, really awesome. Los Angeles Straight Edge, um, and obviously, Take It Heart, um, Orange County, uh, you know, band. Uh, you know, shout out to Dare, shout out to Scalp. But um, I felt I, I just feel like they're like just in different places. Uh, Dare's on tour with Karma. Scouts, um, you know, playing different types of shows, uh, right. know, which is awesome. They're, they're a sick band, so I was like, all right, like I gotta, uh, you know, put it on for the, you know, the 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 type of music, the style that I love, which is you know what you guys are doing. So it just made sense to to, to ask you guys, or to not ask, but to put you guys on it. But and then obviously I, I presented you with the yeah. the DMs, and you guys were like, you know, super down. So you know, thank you guys for for, for being down and <laughs> not making me feel stupid, yeah. but by saying no, 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 no. I, I, absolutely and, and and thank you for doing that for us um you know we're, we're always down to play with those bands and then you know last straws is awesome too um and that's all members that we know from their other bands too mm-hmm. i mean you know er- eric met all those guys in uh or not all those guys but a lot of them from you know they played one step closer or whatever and, mm-hmm. and then anxious and um and the guys from broke broken Vow know them so we're all kind of in like a big circle so yeah um, and and i i, I can't cool. stress this enough for, for for them to to stick around on their day off to to do this is uh you know means a lot to me because they have to drive yes. up they have to drive up north for their show the following day so they could have easily broken up that drive uh, you know, into like, you know, two days instead of doing it in one shot, but they're, they're doing that to, to stick around, to, to, to hang out, to, to play the show. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm very grateful for them to, for being down to, to do that. Cause I know tour can get very exhausting and, 
you know, to, to stick around and obviously and to, to do uh, another show for your other band, not even the band that you're on tour with. So it, it definitely is uh, something that I'm very grateful for them doing. So it definitely means a lot to me. So anybody listening, come out to program support and, uh, you know, have a great time. That's the most important thing because last straw, um, uh, you know, this is their first time on the West Coast. They've only played two shows once in Connecticut, uh, the second one in, uh, you know, Wilkes-Barre, and then now the third one, Fullerton, California. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Worldwide, Grady Allen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, super talented. I, 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 I love Grady. I, I have this. Uh, my favorite memory um, so far uh, of Grady is me, me and Grady just sitting outside of the venue in, in Pensacola. He's eating like Mediterranean food and him and I are just talking about like the band. And uh, it, it was just just uh, this unexpected moment. But it was just really awesome. So like Grady is super sick. Yeah, good dude. Um, I've I met him on a, f- a few occasions. I met mm-hmm. him at the observatory. I met him. He's here with one step closer. Um, shout out one step closer. They're, they're good people. Yeah. Um, awesome very games. amicable and easy to talk to. Shout out Ryan. Uh, I love Ryan. Uh, we, yeah. Ryan's great. We, we, um, we talked for a while when, when they were, uh, here at program and, uh, he loves carry on and I love carry on. We all love carry on. Take it to heart, let's carry on. So, mm-hmm. um, I still uh, kick myself in the ass cool. for, for not going to their last show. Which, whose last show? Carry on. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I remember they were doing two nights. The first night I couldn't go to because uh, I think I had like work or something. And the, the second night, I either had to go to the Carry On show or to Anime Expo. And at the time, I'm like, all right, everybody tells me that, uh, you know, a band will break up and they always get back together. And I, and at the time, I was like, you know, super into anime. And I, I still like anime to this day, but not as much as yeah. I used to. So I was like, all right, like, I've gone to, you know, so many hardcore shows this month. Like, I could skip carrying on because they'll definitely get back together. And I still, to this day, haven't seen carry on. Yeah. Um, when was that? Was that I, I I guess that must have been uh, not too long ago for um for you to have been able to, to see it. Uh no, this was like if I I I, I want to say like two thousand five or two thousand six. Oh, okay. For sure. Yeah. Can't remember exactly, but it, it, it was going on at the, at the showcase theater in Corona. Um but one day. I'm I'm still holding out. There there's a few bands yeah. that uh have uh you know been on my radar <laughs> for a really long time that i've just have missed for whatever reason uh you know so th- there's still time I- I'm-, I'm still here so it- it- the door is not fully shut yet at least on my end yeah i uh i remember uh, todd jones was actually posting photos of showcase like last year and mm-hmm. he was gonna like try to reopen it or something and i'm you know rumors are rumors but yeah no the the building is still up as far as i know but i think there was like talks of like demolishing it like that whole strip to like put in like like a high rise or something that would suck yeah because there's so much there's so much history there like i you know in, in real time like when i was younger going to those shows at the showcase I just love that venue because it was the closest venue 
to where I lived that was doing awesome shows. So that's where we went. Like, you know, it, it was right. a, like if, if, if a tour was coming through Southern California, um, you know, and if it was hitting chain and showcase, like showcase was our priority chain was a uh, plan B if we wanted to go to like multiple nights or if it wasn't going to showcase and only chain, then it's like, all right, then we'll go to chain. But yeah, showcase was always like our top priority. And it's like where I first started going to shows like outside of where I live that where it was having like legit hardcore shows. So that place was, is like always special to me. And I seen so many crazy shows there. Like one of my favorite memories that like Throwdown was doing two nights at showcase and the first night sold out. Right. This is like, you know, th- they're already popping. Haymaker was already out. Um, and we get there and like we didn't think it was sold out because we we're gonna try to buy tickets at the door and we're like fuck it's sold out like we just drove an hour and a half like what are we gonna do so we, we noticed that you know at showcase they were only putting like you know sharpie x's on your hands is like re-entry so we all yeah. just drew x's on our hands we all got busted they're like that that's fake you're not getting in here except for one of our friends one of our friends actually got through with his fake x and he watched like three bands and we we're just sitting outside just like bullshitting we're like this sucks um, and he, he finally came out and was like, Hey, like, I don't want to see Throwdown without you guys. Uh, let's just buy tickets for tomorrow and, and uh, go home and come back tomorrow. And, and like, that's what we did. We, uh, gotcha. yeah, we, we, we had to do that, which made it even that much more fun. Cause we were like, fuck, like we were so close the, the first night. Uh, but then the second night when we got up there and we finally got to see Throwdown, it was cool. I, and this is me being a stupid kid. I remember I was up front and I was on like stage right and um, where, where stage right was like on the ground level was the little tunnel uh, where bands would like load in and load out just to get to like the back of the building. And I remember okay. I, I was like standing right there on the, the 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 corner of stage right, just like, you know, waiting for them to, to start. And I remember Dave Peters like grabbed my shoulder to like climb up on stage and they just jumped right into their set. And I was like. I, and this is me. I was like, you know, fucking 16, 17. I was like, oh my God, Dave Peters just uh, grabbed my shoulder. Yeah. yeah. I, I was all excited. <laughs> Shout out Dave Peters, former guest of the podcast. I, I hope him and his family are doing well. Uh, I, I hope Third End comes back at some point. I, I, I love that band. So anytime I, I can talk about Third End, I, I can go on forever. But a, a great night. I, I regret not buying. Well, I was too poor, so I couldn't buy buy them back then. But Throwdown had these like Converse looking shoes that had like the, the TD and like the grenade on them. Um, Somebody out there has them, but great band. Orange County Straight Edge. Throwdown is awesome. I love Throwdown. Um, I haven't got the chance to see them yet because they don't they don't play too often anymore. But that's um, yeah, that's that's amazing. I love that story. <laughs> Are you trying to get in with fake guys? <laughs> um, yeah, no shoes. Uh, yeah, Throwdown. I, I've seen some pretty crazy Throwdown merch, you know, floating around online. There was the um, the studded the belt, the straight edge belt, um, straight edge with an eight. Mm-hmm. str8 edge uh, i'm sorry it wasn't studded but it was a leather belt mm-hmm. that they did i think it was a collaboration with uh paul frank in like 2004 or five yeah I, I don't know just really crazy like early 2000s hardcore merch yeah uh, well, well, i wanted to boot brand collaborations crazy I was uh, I wanted to bootleg the Throwdown Dance Team T-shirts. Like I, I remember, I, ha- I was like watching the DVD and I got a still of like somebody wearing the shirt and I had to get it like you know enhanced so the the artist at the time could like recreate it. That's crazy. And then I was like, ah, I was like, maybe I should just leave it alone because uh, like I, I wish I could have an original. 
uh, just because I, I like that band so much. But I was like, I don't want to like make these bootlegs and kind of take away from it being special. So I was like, yeah, let me just not do it. So I just never did it. Maybe one day. Who knows? Figure it out. I think you should just for the hell of it. If throwdown, I mean, bootlegs, bootlegs always make someone mad. You know. If Throwdown comes back, I'll, I'll make those bootlegs happen. Yeah. Um, also, just a shout out to shout out to the t-shirt bootleggers. You guys are awesome. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm not mad at it. Like I, I can, I, I can understand like some people's frustrations. Um, but I, I don't want to. Yeah, like like if it's out of print and somebody really wants it that bad, like unless they're like making crazy profit, then I don't really have a problem with it. You know. But, but nobody's ever. Hey, boot- Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna head inside. I'm gonna I'm gonna shift locations if that's cool with you. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but you know, I've never been in that position where something's bootlegged something that I've created. So um, I haven't felt that frustration yet. But just do you figure it out? Um, yeah. Um, Uh, did we lose you, Ben? Y- your video's frozen. Oh, here. I, I gotta switch Wi-Fi. I should be back in a sec. Okay. All right. Ben's still here. He's yeah. just switching Wi-Fi's. Yeah, switching Wi-Fi networks. Um, yeah. So, um, I'm in my room now. Uh, let's see. I I follow uh, a few different bootleggers on uh, like Instagram and Twitter, etc. And mm-hmm. um. Um, yeah, there's definitely been, been some that, that were, that have been, have been like canceled because of, um, you know, like the, the bands of the, what am I trying to say? Like the, the actual band is sending like cease and desist orders, um, or whatever, like someone, someone was going to do some glass jaw boots, um, a couple months ago and then that happened and then they pulled them down. Um, it's happened a few times I've seen, so, mm. I mean, understandable, but at the same time, like if you guys aren't going to make, you know, cool merch designs, you know, someone else will. Yeah. In my opinion, it's such a gray area. Cause like if somebody, uh, like when I was younger, I, I went to see bleeding through, they had a whole line of like boondock saints rips. Right. And at the time I was a, a kid in high school, didn't have any money, barely had enough money to get to the show and to give my buddy gas money who brought us there. So I couldn't buy merch, but if somebody were to bootleg that boondock saints bleeding through merch today, I would buy it. You know, I, I and like, you know, th- they're not like super active. I know they have a couple of things like, you know, going on, but uh, they would probably get mad, but it's like, you're not going to make that shirt again. And I've never seen that shirt on like Depop or, uh, on Instagram being sold by people that I know. So it's like, if that, if this is my one opportunity again, I, I, I have to take that chance. The only thing that I don't like is when, um, there are these, uh, these companies, I, 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 they're not even like legit companies, but they, they make their living off of these bootlegs, but they're not even like, um, like, but they're, they're, they're trying to pass it off as like their own art. Like, Hey, like, we got this new drop coming, but it's just a like oh, a hundred percent rip of like the original. It's like you didn't you didn't create this. Like, don't try to pass it off as like, yeah, this is part of like our, our new drop. 
and it's just literally like a copy and paste that that's the stuff yeah. that i see where i'm kind of like that's that, that's kind of corny yeah i um i can understand that i mean i appreciate it because a lot of times they'll take like rare or out of print designs mm -hmm. and the thing about if you're buying originals is that you could be spending exorbitant amounts of money. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've seen, I've seen like vision of disorder shirts, earth crisis, you know, buried a lot, like nineties stuff, uh, Sepultura. I, I've seen this stuff go for like upwards of $200 on like eBay or Depop and it's just ridiculous. I mean, I've seen a Madball shirt on, on Grailed for like 350. Like it's ridiculous that people will try to like, I don't know, they basically become like shirt scalpers. Um, and I think that creating a kind of separate market so people can get their hands on that stuff and don't have to freaking pay their half their rent on a on a t-shirt i mean so like like those designs are, are are available but um they're like a fair cost you know yeah yeah at a at a, at a reasonable price yeah a couple of years ago or well, that's just a couple more than a couple like i think 2015 uh stop and think played and uh friends and i well, not, well like we didn't go together but we, we, uh, me and some friends were like, in the building saw the band uh but they weren't selling any t-shirts and my like you know excitement was like okay cool i can finally buy a stop and think t-shirt for a normal price not like a hundred dollars because the you know the you, you've seen the one it's the the black shirt with just the the eagle you know uh, you know stop and think uh and i was trying to get one and the guy was asking, I think it was like a hundred and like 10 bucks. And I was like, yeah, like I really like this band and I really like that design, but I don't want to pay $110. It's been worn by probably like six or seven different people. It's probably nasty. So I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to yeah. do. I'm going to bootleg that design and I'm just going to uh, give them to my friends who I know were there that want one. Uh, and that's what I did. I, I think I made only like 15 uh, and I don't even own one anymore. Cause I gave away the last one that I had to, uh, to a buddy that really wanted one. Um, so they're out there floating around and it's like, you know, obviously you can tell, um, that it's like a newer shirt cause of the garment and, uh, all that, but it's just like, yeah, like I saved my friends $110 if they, you know, really wanted to, you know, buy that shirt. It's like, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't give them to that here. Here's a free one. Here's a fresh one. It's never been worn, uh, printed in, uh, you know, 20, yeah. 2015, 2016. Um, yeah. and this is like free of charge. And I, I made $0 off of it cause I don't want to make money off it. I just wanted to, uh, to give my friends, uh, a t-shirt that I know that they wanted. For sure. Yeah. Um, I love that. I respect that a lot. Um, you're, you're, you're doing it for a good cause. Yeah. We're trying to, um, undercut the market. It's floating around. <laughs> you don't know what's a real till you get it. Don't, don't show yeah. the, don't show the tag when you're selling online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You, you can actually date stuff pretty accurately doing that. Like, mm -hmm. uh, if you're buying, you know, shit from like 
to early 2000s, it's most likely going to be on Fruit of the Loom. Everyone was just printing on Fruit of the Loom. Um, or Gildan, but you can tell by the Gildan tag. Um, kind of like what era. It's, I don't know, I, I sound like a nerd right now, but I, um, I, I've done enough buying of buying and selling of hardcore t-shirts to to kind of notice that sort of stuff and it's funny to think about yeah i think like the last couple times we've hung out like you i don't think you've been wearing like a modern era like t-shirt it's always something from like years ago like the early 2000s and i'm like damn this guy's really into yeah. it yeah well I, I i am i mean i uh there's not like a ton of bands doing stuff right now in like merch wise that I really love. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I just, I'm a sucker for that, uh, that 2003 looking style, you know, when they did like really small prints on the chests and stuff, I just like how it looks. Um, I mean, there's, there's some bands that, that do that stuff now. And, um, I don't know. I yeah. I just buy what I like, and I um, I, I like I like Koyo's merch actually. Um, I like Koyo's stuff. I, I bought some of the the new foreign hands stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I really love Tyler Norris's uh, artwork, and um, it reminds me a lot of Derek Hess, who who did a lot of uh, like the trust kill designs back in the day. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I have, you, you are right though. It like behind me here, there's like, like probably a solid three out of four, you know, like, like solid 75% of, of that stuff is like not modern. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I will admit. Yeah, no, that's fair. Buy what you like. Like everything back yeah. here is like all, it's all scattered, you know, modern yeah. to like, you know, like mid 2000s stuff yeah and yeah, I, I see, yeah. yeah I'm switching I, sleeve poking out of there oh that, that that's like uh intentional i i, I always got a, a rep twitching tongues uh like ever since i, I did that podcast with uh, colin young and hearing his pers yeah. like his like perspective on the band and um uh, which i'll never forget which was always like really interesting to me so i like i just always gotta uh represent and uh, show my love for for twitching tongues. I actually wore this jersey to FYA. So if you saw me at FYA, there's a picture on my Instagram. I was wearing that jersey, but yeah, the, uh, for anyone who's uh, watching, that will always be there. Uh, just because I get there, we go. That band means a lot, and I gotta uh, you know never never let um, that band fade away. And always gotta uh, remind people when, when you tune into the JMRK podcast uh, video, uh, twitching tongues will be there. Oh yeah, I love that. I Twitching Tongues is underappreciated. I think definitely a band with like mixed reviews in 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 the realm of hardcore. Um, they're not for everyone, but they're they're very cool. Um, they're, they they put on a good live show. Yeah, they're 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 not for everyone. And then also, I remember in the time of them coming out, 
so many people like shit on them because they were doing something different and i'm like this is yeah this is classic for a uh, for anyone doing anything that's different from the norm like people um it, it's easier to to hate than to to show love um to something that's uh you know different from the yeah. cultural norm at the time and i just was like i don't get the hate uh but at the same time i do get the hate uh, because I love, I, I've always loved that band. I, I I have like a bunch of like in here mixes, a bunch of Twitching Tongue shirts, and I, I've, I've always been a fan of that band. But for for them to be brave enough to go out and do something different because that's what they wanted to play, and not just because you know, everyone in that band is talented, they could have easily popped out with whatever sound was going on at the time and be like, here's our new right. band, let's just kind of fit in to with what's going on. But no, they're like, we're gonna play what we want to play, um, and the fact that it was different, like. You know that that's brave and awesome of them that they did that because uh it was awesome it's still awesome to this day i think everything that they've done has been sick and i and i understand like you know there's like shit going on behind the scenes um you know uh and i can't speak on it because it's not like my thing but i i just hope one day we can see more from that band because I, I i love that band a lot yeah the all those members have been in and out of so many other projects i mean they've left a huge mark on um um on hardcore throughout the years um i mean i know this this members is a creature is in forced order and you know the young brothers have been in like a million different bands i mean right now god's hate um disgrace there was uh buried dreams now and again and like the list goes on. Yeah, they're, 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 they're newer band, Faith Alone, uh, which they're they're killing it for, for anyone who, who saw them play their their first show. They're playing again. They're, they're playing Orange County for the first time. That uh, that terror tour um, that's hitting Garden Grove. So like they know how to write good music, um, and they they know what they're doing. But like I said, for, for them to come out with that sound at that time. Uh, it was awesome because they, they could have easily just played what was popular and gotten m way more popular but they're like now nah, like, we're gonna do what we want and they still made they still were successful they didn't listen to the haters they just kept doing what they did and then eventually people changed their tune and realized like oh shit this band's actually good this band's awesome but it's like yeah they've been that the whole time people just uh were just unfamiliar yeah that's exactly how you should do it um like there's absolutely zero point to following a trend and like switching up, you know, your style just so you can, you can gain the attention of the people at the time. Like I've, I've never understood that. And I mean, honestly, I, I, I get it, you know, I, in terms of take it to heart because we're doing a style that's, not popular and has garnered some hate over the years i mean you know the term amazing core gets thrown around i don't think I've, anyone has described us explicitly as that but um you know melodic hardcore still gets kind of mixed opinions out of people um but then again, I you are kind of seeing a resurgence of it a little bit with, I mean, One Step Closer is huge, and they're definitely a melodic hardcore band. Mm -hmm. Whether anyone 
Like I, I, I don't think you can argue that. Like they are. No, That's what yeah, they play. yeah. Just go listen to the latest records. It's a perfect example of it. Yeah, like I, I think it's coming back in in a little bit of a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I like the fact that you guys, you know, had that experience at Half Heart and wanted to play that because in, in a scene, um, you know, like like ours out here in Orange County, I'd rather have the variety. I I, I like having Dare. Um, who's the more you know faster, uh, you know, uh, you know more punkier side of hardcore than having a band like Scalp, who's like on the way more like you know uh, metal side, and then having you guys, uh, you know, the the melodic side. So you put those three bands from Orange County, uh, you know, side by side, it, it's it's different. I, I'd rather have variety. Um, you guys could have easily gone in either direction and been like, okay, let's let's play one of these styles that's already popular to try to latch onto that. And then you know probably get lost in the shuffle but the fact that you guys just are playing what you want even though it's not popular i, I think it's great I, I think more people should do that that's how I, I feel like that's how these different sounds do eventually you know become the the thing that's in at, at the moment because for for anyone who's been around long enough every type of hard door has been more popular or excuse me, more popular than the other uh, but it's because of the people right. who are playing the music you know bands like you guys who are keeping that sound alive because um, it, it's like I said, it's easy. Um, and you guys could have um, you know, picked a different style, but you guys didn't want to. So the fact that you guys are keeping that melodic style alive, I, I, I think it's really important. Yeah. I mean, you know, trends come and go, but that's the thing. They're trends. And, yeah. uh, you know, something like a, a certain thing will be popular for a certain time. And, then you get a, like a, a large crop of bands that kind of ride on the coattails of that and then they'll fall off and it's kind of like a cycle. Um, and, um, but I think, you know, if, if you're in a band, like you have to be your own fan first. You, you have to like believe in what you're doing and you have to have that confidence to just, you know, write the music you want to write and do it. And, regardless of what people think, like you're going to do your thing. And I mean, that's how I've always felt about it. That's how the rest of the band feels about it. Like, you know, we're, we're going to write hardcore how we want to write it. And we're going to put it out to the world and what happens happens, you know? Um, if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And, yeah i feel like that's that's it like you you don't yeah. really get to decide you, you put it out there and uh, you just kind of leave it up to everybody else like obviously like you can like it and hopefully you like it because you're creating it but but after you upload it uh, once the pruders go out once people you know are able to consume it their own way it's not really your choice if it's yeah. uh you know good or not yeah absolutely um that's i mean that's it's it's out of your control how people uh, consume your the media you create mm -hmm. you don't have control over other people's opinions um i mean so far um there's a lot of people who have enjoyed what the music we've done so far and then i've i've sent the new ep to plenty of friends uh you included i believe yes you have yes okay and people have really only had good things to say which I'm, I'm very thankful for and i'm i'm glad that people dig it and, and i'm stoked to see what you know the the rest of everyone thinks but you know 
So in, in the intro, like I, can't, I can't control that. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I can do is like, you know, write the music and, you know, put my heart into it and, and do the best I can. Or, you know, not me, but, you know, the rest, the, the, the band as, as a group. Mm-hmm. But um, in, in the interim, right, the, the label, or excuse me, not the label, the, the album has been done since last summer. Uh, as far as wanting to write new music, uh, what's that like? Are you having to pace yourself out? Or are you even thinking about writing new stuff? Do you even want to write new stuff? Because you can't really do anything with it since the stuff that you've already written hasn't even come out yet. Um, yeah, so we we're working on new stuff. Um, I guess, how should I say it? Like, in short, yeah, we're writing new stuff. Um, because after this EP, we want to start working on an LP. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're just kind of writing you know, naturally not what would be the natural progression from what we've done. So we're kind of trying to stay ahead of the game in a sense, but at the same time, um, Eric right now is really busy with dare or other guitarist. Max lives in San Luis Obispo. Um, everyone's busy with work. So we don't get together too often right now, but, uh, we do have one new song written in some fragments of others and um very stoked on that stuff i'm 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 like chomping at the bits to uh to work on it more and um i think the lp is really where everything's gonna shine like um i personally i i really want to make that perfect and uh, i think the rest of the guys will agree with me on that like i i think in general LP one is a make or break point for a band. Mm-hmm. Um, you either like, that's where you either like, if you don't do it right, that's where people will kind of like, you'll kind of stagnate people stop. Or if you do it right. And you know, it, 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 it becomes a hit and, and people really dig it. It makes a lot of noise and like that can propel you. Um, and you know like we i mean we saw that with magnitude um mm-hmm. not to lose i mean who else released some killer lps recently one step closer their their lp one step closer yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and even anxious you know yeah. same circle but look at anxious they uh you know we're doing things here and there they had that full us with uh one step closer and then they did that run with Koyo, but then the album comes out and now they're, uh, you know, on full us with knuckle puck. They're going on a full us Boston Manor, and now they're doing stuff with thrice and Bayside. And it's just like the trajectory for, for them is just, you know, keeps going up. So they're, yeah, you know, that, that first record, you know, it, it's done a lot and um, it, it's well-deserved. I, I, I know those guys and I've listened to their music for a long time and it's, it's well-deserved. I'm very happy for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, the, you know, those bands, they, they, they did it right. They got it right. And they're like kind of reaping the success from that. So good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, there's bands on the other end too, you know, like, like, like Eco Strike, they, they released their LP and it kind of 
didn't really get that much attention and now they're playing their last show which is a bummer because i i, I would have liked to see more out of ego strike but i guess you know every project kind of runs its mm -hmm. course yeah i'm not sure i i feel like uh you know they're just like an interesting case because i remember when they came out and th they did that that west coast run with um i'm trying to think who, it was envision uh was it magnitude yeah it was magnitude yeah, magnitude yeah, yeah I'm, try I'm trying to think um and i remember um you know speaking to some of the guys and they weren't sure like you know like what kind of draw they would have and i was like dude like i don't like and it's always interesting to me so i'm like dude i i don't think they realize like how big their bands are how much people actually like their bands because i'm like what are you talking about like i'm pretty sure it's going to be sick and i'm sure every show on that run was a great turnout for them um but it, it definitely is a bummer I, i'm not sure what happened exactly with eco strike you know they, they put out that last record and obviously due to the pandemic they couldn't like nobody could do anything um but it it, it does suck to see th that band uh you know hang it up uh you know, cause yeah because i'm a huge fan of that band a uh, huge fan of the people in the band um which is part of the reason why i'm flying to florida um you know outside of uh, you know being it being a from within record showcase i i, I wouldn't want to miss the final eco strike show just because like i said i'm a fan of the band fan of the people in it but yeah. but knowing that they're all doing other stuff like like newer music like if you haven't listened to carbonite go listen to carbonite they they put out an awesome demo in 2020 they're working on new music so it's it's not over for those guys. They just you know maybe thought it was done for for Eco Strike and they want to focus more time on the other stuff that they uh, probably see like you know uh, like other things and like you know see the pains doing more stuff. They're coming out here you know for the first time, which is right. long overdue, which is going to be sick. I'm them and Age of Apocalypse doing a run with Dead Heat, so it sh should be pretty insane to be honest. Like that's going to hit program. <laughs> Age yeah. of Apocalypse, see the paint program. That's going to be insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm very stoked. I'm hoping I will be able to catch one of those shows. Um, I'm going out of town around that time, so I, I don't know yet if I will, but I will try because I do love Seed of Pain. Mm -hmm. That is definitely, like, in my opinion, I think those guys are right to focus on, like, that band um, and, like, move forward with that project because a band is killer yeah no there, there was a lot of buzz when champions of chaos was coming out and i knew yeah uh they, they had some cool stuff uh you know in the works but you know just like everybody else the rug got pulled because of covid um but i'm happy to see them get out here and i hope uh, th that band gets the recognition they deserve because for that style they they kill it they know what they're doing yeah absolutely um it's a uh, it's a great way to do metallic hardcore, just hard and fast and no bullshit, you know? Mm hmm 100%. Well, and is there any, uh, you know, possibility you guys get crazy, you write this LP in the next couple months, you submit it early so that you don't have to wait a full year. Well, you don't have to, uh, you know, uh, sit for another full year. You're like, it can kind of be already in the queue so the ep can have right. its have its run and then here it is boom we can release this when we're ready because it's already made it's already done we already you know got got ahead of it uh, is that something that you guys uh, you know would want to entertain or are you guys just kind of going with the flow and hoping that by the time 
that's done on a normal schedule that pricing plans will be back to normal and not have to wait these long times to get vinyl in. Um, honestly, I think it's going to be more of the latter. Um, I mean, right, right now we're really focused on just like the rollout for the second EP. Um, and that's what's been on our minds and we're kind of getting ready for that. Um, and all the stuff that goes with it. I mean, and like, like I said, we are working on new music. That's probably going to end up on the LP, but, um, I think at this point, you know, the, I mean, cases of COVID are way down from what they were. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think things are starting to like finally kind of reach the end. Um, in my unprofessional opinion, <laughs> just, you know, from what I'm seeing living. Yeah. Day, yeah. No, the, um, what, what we all see. There's definitely been a shift. Yeah. So I think that, um, now with that, like the load is, is going to lessen on, on the, on the vinyl pressing plants and, and their things are going to be returning more to normal with that. Or at least I, I'll, I'm hoping for that. Mm-hmm. but um you know either way we're just gonna have to cross that bridge when we get to it i i, I think all right well ben this has been super awesome i'm, I'm happy to finally have had you on the podcast uh you know next is we, we got to get pat uh yeah want to talk to him about uh his his uh, job hopefully he's okay with that uh he's a character i love hanging out with pat um pat is amazing um i'm i'm so happy we added him mm-hmm. to the lineup he's he, yeah he is absolutely a character um i cannot wait to be on the road with him he's 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 such a trip <laughs> okay well uh, for anyone listening thank you for you know uh, sticking around uh, go stream the brighter side until the new EP comes out. So stay tuned for that. Rollout will be happening, uh, you know, early summer. Uh, yeah. uh, before we go, Ben, is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, yeah, I want to shout out um, Fading Signal, Strangle You, First Day Out, Hesitate, Castaway, Rejection Packs, um, and Broken Vow. All right. Uh, all those bands are fucking awesome, and mm-hmm. you should listen to them. 100%. Well, thank you, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>